0: We've seen a lot of players come and go through the transfer portal, but there's one specific player that entered recently that I'm surprised the Wildcats have not gone after. We talk about him on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all the platforms all right on today's episode of locked on kentucky got a lot of different things to get to kentucky why didn't they reach out to this one specific transfer portal player going to talk about him in a second keon brooks is withdrawing from the nba draft is a return to kentucky a possibility lance ware still going at it in brazil uh playing a lot of different games going to talk about what he did just the other night uh still putting up some staggering numbers and then finally on today's episode of locked on kentucky going to ask the question is will levis better than Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Going to get to that later on in the show. But to head off things here, Matthew Mayer, a senior forward out of Baylor, nine, two 225 pounds, former four-star guy for the Baylor Bears, initially declared for the NBA draft, and after going through the process a little bit, decided that he was going to withdraw from the NBA draft and he would be returning to college. I believe this would be his final year. He is entering the transfer portal. Texas Tech, North Carolina, USC, Memphis, Alabama, Arkansas, and Illinois were among the schools to reach out to him in the transfer portal, according to reports. North Carolina, from what I understand, is the favorite to land him right now. If you go on Twitter, if you go scrolling through, and this was a few days ago, by the way, which is why I'm talking about it now. It's because I'm waiting for, okay, let's see if Kentucky reaches out to him, and they have not uh, but but if you go and look on Twitter, you can see Tar Heels literally like Arm- Armando Baycott and, and different guys rec- trying to recruit him to come play for Hubert Davis and UNC. Going to be interesting to see what happens there. But the six foot nine senior averaged nine point eight points, five rebounds, one point two steals, and an assist per game this past season. Shot forty one percent from the from the uh, floor. I believe shot thirty two percent from three, which is not a great number there. But played in thirty three games. Considered one of the top players in the transfer portal. Athletic guy, a uh, little bouncy, seen a couple of highlight dunks from this kid. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that Kentucky didn't reach out to this guy. And, you know, now that we've seen a few days go by already, I don't know if necessarily they're going to. Because as once this initial group of teams kind of gets a hold of this kid, I don't think that there's going to be a team that comes in a week later and just kind of swoops in and, and takes him uh, from from these other prestigious programs, some of them are, quite honestly. So I, I'm surprised, though, that the Wildcats didn't reach out to him immediately because you know the situation with the scholarships, right? We've only got 10 scholarship players right now on roster. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and question and say, man, what is John Calipari doing? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and do that, but I will say, 10 scholarship players, I mean, I would like to see the Wildcats get one more guy. I don't think they're going to, and I think that that this move right here or this lack of a move... Uh, is is an indication as to what their plans are this off season? I think they're going to rock with what they've got. That's cool. I personally would have liked to have gotten maybe one more guy that would have liked to have been a rotational piece. I mean, crap. Matthew Mayer could have probably started for the Wildcats this season. And I think the question you have to ask is, you know, well, where does Jacob Toppin actually fit in all of this? Um, and I mean, he's been a, a bench player his his entire career. And I think that you could split minutes with these two guys. And, and Matthew Mayer, I don't think that he's going somewhere to be a powerhouse. I don't think he's going somewhere to be the guy. He was averaging nine point eight in his fourth year in college. It's not like he's some he's some you know powerhouse uh, ball hog player. I don't think he's going somewhere to be a star. I mean, you look at UNC. If he's if he wants to go to the Tar Heels, he's certainly not committing there to go uh, to be a standout guy. He's going to be uh, a rotational piece. Maybe the Brady, Brady uh, Manic replacement. Is he gone? I don't know if he's gone. But point being here, this is somebody that Kentucky could have added to their roster, and he could have actually added benefit, and the Wildcats just said, you know what? I guess they're just not interested. And I would have liked to have seen them reach out to him. Because, again, any sort of any sort of help that we can get at this point would be nice. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that are complaining about, oh, well, the Antonio Reeves commitment. Oh, well, it's this no-name guard from Illinois State. Sure, he averaged over 20 a game, but what's he really going to be able to do against SEC competition? My, my answer to that is I don't really know. I'd like to see him play well. I hope he plays well, but I don't really know. But some people would push back on commitments like that and say, he's not good enough. He hasn't played against the best. Well, this is a kid that literally has been on a national championship winning team and uh, averaged 10 points this past season. If you want a rotational piece at the four or if you want a starter at the four, it doesn't really get much better than this in the portal right now. Go after him. Go get him. If you can can afford to add him and he's only a one-year thing, go get him right? You've got Shibwe in the front court. You've got Lance Ware in the front court. You've got Damian Collins. You've got Jacob Toppin. Keon Brooks, going to talk about him in a second. Don't think he's coming back, but who knows? It, but my point being is like, there's there's a role for him. There are minutes for him. There are shots for him because outside of Oscar Sheebway, nobody in Kentucky's, uh, I guess, front court rotation is doing a whole lot right now. This could be somebody that could be a holdover. This is somebody that could be a starter at power forward, just kind of hold things over until next season. I don't know. I, this this confuses me a little bit. I may be completely off. You guys may say, well, you know, 32.4% from three isn't all that great. Are you really asking for that out of your power forward? I'd much rather see that out of a guard. I'd much rather see a better three-point percentage out of a guard. Uh, 33 or 32.5% is, is not going to make me cry myself to sleep. And he's shot better in the past, so, I mean... Whatever I I thought that this was a guy that Kentucky missed on intentionally sure but I just I would have liked to have seen him uh, seen the Wildcats go and pick him up all right want to talk about Keon Brooks withdrawing from the NBA draft also going to give an update on Lance Ware going to do both of those things in just a second before we do that though want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bet Online our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, uh, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL Futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dawg here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Check it out. All right, moving along here, Keon Brooks has officially announced that he is withdrawing from the NBA draft. I believe that CBS Sports was the first ones, or were the first ones to put out the report. Might be wrong on that. But he is withdrawing from the NBA draft, maintaining Kentucky, according to what I've seen, as an option, even though he has entered his name in the transfer portal. What does this mean for the Wildcats? Well, we have to go back to what I was saying about Jacob Toppin a little bit earlier, is that he has been, his entire season, or his entire career with the Wildcats, he's been that bench guy, that guy off the bench that can provide a spark, that has been clutch, athletic. You know, I think his, his IQ is definitely there. He's been a solid role player for the Wildcats. And so my question is, why couldn't Keon Brooks come back and they just be the duo at the Power Forward for one more year? Why couldn't they just be that duo? And Keon Brooks may, may be going somewhere else, and I believe that like Iowa and U- US or UCLA and Arizona, like there are several schools that are interested in him. So he may end up going somewhere to be more of a a a star guy. I could definitely see him going to Iowa and putting up points, putting up shots for sure. But maybe he wants to go somewhere and he wants to be that guy. Maybe he wants to go somewhere where the fan base doesn't criticize him a ton. And I'm not. And look, I'm not faulting some people out there for criticizing his play. Sometimes you know. Bad things happen, and it falls on somebody, and you got to acknowledge it. And Keon Brooks, I've talked about before on this show, I thought he was a good player, thought he was athletic, thought his shot selection was iffy, but it went in more times often, or more times than other other players, mid-range jumpers did, or worded that poorly. But point being, I, I didn't think he was a bad player. I didn't think he was worthy of removing from the team, but... That is what it is. But it, but to go back to what I was saying about Jacob Toppin, if he were to come back, if Brooks was to come back, I think that Toppin would be great in his role that he had last season just doing it over again. I don't think that's a bad thing. Of course, something you also have to think about is, you know, if Jacob Toppin is going to be that guy and then Damian Collins is going to back him up and, and Kentucky's kind of made up their mind there, as Keon Brooks that look, look at this situation and say, yeah, they've already kind of moved on from me, and I'm just going to go somewhere where I can get more playing time, even though he was getting playing time here. Go into a place where I can get more shots up, and that just may be his motive. That just may be his motive. I, I will say this, and, and this is no disrespect to Keon. Like I think he's a fine basketball player. Uh, you know There weren't a lot of mocks out there that were projecting this guy to get drafted. He went through the G League elite camp, kind of learned some things about him uh and now he's returning to college i kind of expected this this and that's why i was so shocked whenever he's like yeah i'm going all in on the nba draft we talked about that a few episodes ago whenever he said yeah i'm all in on the nba draft i'm like really you sure and here we are a few days later and he's backed out i did not expect him to be drafted and now that he's gotten a little information i would assume that he has thought the same thing so he's going to come back get a little bit better and Shoot for uh, shoot for what I could only assume to be a mid-to-high second-round pick. At least I think that's his potential next season. I wouldn't be mad at that if I were him. So, yeah, that's where Keon Brooks is at. And then real quick here, Lance Ware, still in Brazil right now, playing games in Brazil. We've been talking about this. He's on, uh, I don't believe it's a mission trip, but he's on a trip with Kareem Watkins down there in Brazil. So Lance and Kareem, on a team, obviously, they play like three or four games up until this point. This past game, though, Lance's team won 82-65, to and Lance Ware dropped 31 points, five rebounds, four steals, and four assists. And he had a ridiculous stat line the other night, but for him to go out there and put up another stat line like this, 31 points for the backup center for the Kentucky Wildcats in Brazil. And they're not playing. They're not, like, playing like no name competition. They're playing like some legitimate basketball clubs in Brazil. So it's it's impressive to an extent, but it's still it's impressive. And then Kareem Watkins also had five points and three offensive rebounds. You love to see the hustle out of the bench guard for the Wildcats. Absolutely love to see that. But yeah, Lance Ware man, he is putting in work this offseason, playing really well in Brazil right now, whenever he gets the opportunity to play some games. Really looking forward to seeing what he does for this front court. I know I talked a little bit ago about how the guys in the front court right now, outside of Oscar Sheebway, not necessarily getting a ton of touches, right? Not necessarily getting uh, a, lot of, a lot of love. But who knows? Lance Ware may be a little bit more aggressive this season. Maybe John Calipari tries to unlock that within him. That will be exciting to see. All right, I want to talk about Will Levis and Bryce Young here in just a second. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you guys watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Almost at 1,500 subscribers. It's insane that we got past 1,000. Really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. If you're listening on podcast instead of watching on YouTube, leave a review. I would love to hear what you have to say about the show. I'm always open to hearing what your guys' thoughts about what I'm talking about. And if there's something specific that you have on your mind, throw it out there. All right. So we've seen a lot of mock drafts recently. NFL mock drafts. Way too early mock drafts for the 2023 NFL draft. And all of a sudden, scouts seem to have fallen in love with Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. In fact, just a week or so ago, we talked about it on this show, Will Levis was the number one overall pick in a CBS Sports mock draft, which is just insane for me to think about uh, considering where he was at this time last season. Some people were like, well, he may not really be the guy that Kentucky's looking for, and you know, he started off the season throwing some picks, and it's just like, well, now... You know, even though he still threw some picks last season, uh, he's um, apparently one of the best quarterbacks in the country in terms of prof- being a professional prospect. And so, I, I want to ask the question today. Considering we've been, I've been scrolling through mock drafts, and I still see him drafted higher than a lot of different really good guys. Want to ask the question because someone on on social media, I can't remember, it was some viable viable news source. I think it was might have been Saturday Down South. I may be wrong on that, but they asked the was like, "Yo, look at all these mock drafts. Will Levis is in." And then look at where Bryce Young is. It's underneath him every single time. And it's like ESPN, CBS, all these different places. Is Will Levis actually better than Bryce Young? And I think the, the short-term answer here is no. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, but I think the long-term answer here is like, well, define better. Define better for me. Before we kind of get in that, into that that. Let's talk about Tua Tungavailoa for a second. Former Alabama quarterback. Really, really good in college, whenever he was healthy. And now he's gotten to the NFL. And I think the biggest concern for Tungavailoa is that he can't stay healthy. He's taken a lot of hits. He's undersized. He's a talented player. He's a gifted player. But he's not been able to stay healthy, not been able to withstand the wear and tear of the NFL and couldn't do it in college for his entire career either, actually. And that's been the concern with former Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. So he was good in college. But once he got to the NFL, things... I wouldn't say he's a bust yet because there's still time. There's still time. He's got Tyreek Hill now. He's still got time. He's not panned out as some people might have thought that he would. Now look at Bryce Young. Six feet tall, 194 pounds. You look at your average NFL quarterback, I would argue, and I think a lot of people out there would agree with this, That's undersized for your average NFL quarterback, and not a whole lot of quarterbacks of that stature are able to survive in the NFL. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, you can think of a few guys. But normally, you want somebody that's a little bit more physical, is able to withstand more hits, and is preferably preferably bigger. The thing with Bryce Young, though, is he is extremely talented when it comes to the mental side of things. He's got phenomenal mechanics. He moves well in the pocket. He avoids pressure well. Even though he took like a half a million sacks last season because his uh offensive line was bad. So he's he's proven it's like, "Hey, I can be good in college. I can do these these things. I want a Heisman." But my question here is, sure, Bryce Young statistically may be better than Will Levis. He may have a better quarterback rating. He may have thrown more touchdowns, may have thrown less picks, may have thrown significantly more passing yards for more uh for more yards that is. He may have a slightly better completion percentage. But long-term, does he shape out to be a better NFL prospect? Josh Allen coming out of college was not the best player. He was raw. He was throwing interceptions. His completion percentage was not incredibly high. But what he had was the stature. What he had was the size. Will Levis, six three, two 235 pounds, And I think that's what a lot of different NFL scouts are focusing in on right now. It's like, look, this guy might have thrown 13 interceptions last season, but look at the upside physically. If you can get this kid under control and you can make him work in an NFL system, you can do it. You can 100% do it. And I would argue that he's probably going to be more durable than a guy like Bryce Young. If both of them take the exact same amount of hits, I think Will Levis is coming out on top. He's going to be able to survive longer, he's going to be able to do more things in the NFL then that's not to say Bryce Young is a bad quarterback. Who knows? Bryce Young could win another Heisman this season, go to the NFL, and win the stinking Rookie of the Year award. He could do that for whatever team. I don't know. Might be the Texans. I don't know. He could do that. But what I'm saying here is, to answer the question, is Will Levis better than Bryce Young? The answer to that question, in my opinion, is no. But if you look down the road, I like Will Levis's upside in the NFL. And a lot of it has to do with his stature. I think that he he has a shot to outlast somebody like Bryce Young. Just can you get the mental side of things working? Can you get the mechanics down? Can you get the decision-making working? And man, if you've got somebody with this kind of size and this kind of potential athletically, I mean, you if you can get those things, other things to click, you're, you're golden. You're golden. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.